Well, welcome back to another episode of Two Blokes, A Beer and a Podcast. Joey here. Craig is also with me. Craig, how's your week been, mate? Good, mate. Good. Still uh, still buzzing after that semi-final. Oh. Mate, that's that's what semi-finals is all about. And is, obviously mate. gutted for the Raiders, but man, amazing effort. What a game. Absolutely tight win. We just watched that uh, 30 to 28 if you haven't seen it yet. Incredible performance. If you haven't watched it, go and watch the highlights. Or actually, just watch the whole game because it was a it was an incredible game there. But mate, let's get into it. Of course, uh, two blokes appear in a podcast. We're a podcast that's more the lighter side of rugby league. We like to talk off field stuff, have a bit of fun, review some beers, talk about Craig's chick flicks, and you know, just <laughs> just have a good time, mate. We just like to have a good time, and I think uh, I think that's what it's all about. So. To start off tonight, I wanted to uh, talk to you a, a bit of rugby league. Let's talk a few game managers. Now, during the week, I was watching uh, Cooper Cronk talk, and he's one that always sticks out for me as such a game manager in rugby league, whether he was at the Storm or at the Roosters. And just hearing him speak, he has such a, a footy brain. and He was able to dissect the game like nobody ever could. He just – he he knew every single part of the game. And I just wanted to – uh. Take a bit of a trip down memory lane. What are some players that you remember that were just clinical game managers for their team? Well, the man you just said was the first one that jumped in, Cooper Cronk. And I think yeah. what I loved about Cooper is, you know, he was not not hidden, but he had great players around him in Melbourne with Smith, who was probably the best manipulator and manager of them all. That's but right. then he went to the Roosters and just showed he didn't need those two guys to do it. So... Uh, and Cam Smith, I think he was the best. He could manage referees. He could manage. Uh, yep. he, he was. He knew what he was doing. Um, before before that, go back earlier in times. I think we spoke about it off air. Joey Johns was. Oh, he, he was good as far as managing his team. Yeah. and playing the clock down. He knew when to kick the ball out. All those things. But um, they're probably the main ones jumping out at me. Yeah, absolutely. I want to take you back a bit further. <clears throat> For me, someone like a Desi Haslop was a really good game manager. I just thought the way that Desi could control a game, I wouldn't say that he's uh, he was great with referees and that sort of stuff, but just the way he was able to control the game for Manly back in those uh, those early days, I thought Desi Haslop was a really good game manager. Um, mate, are you drinking tonight? Mate, I do have a beer. I do. Have, I've had a port in here. Mate, I've got a Capital Brewery, so they're a Canberra, oh. Canberra brew, um, nice. and they're actually now exporting uh, outside of Canberra, which is really, really good. Oh, great! But I've got I've got their Coast Ale, which is a, a really nice, similar to an IPA, but really nice drop. Yeah, beautiful. Well, I'm on the uh, Coke tonight. Coke, no sugar. Uh, no sugar. Do have, nice. Do have an early start in the morning, mate. You know, I mean, I, I am a bit of a. Uh, uh, it could be a bit of a softy as well, but no, nah, just no Nothing beer for me tonight. Beer, <laughs> so, um, so that's me. All right, the next part we wanted to talk on, uh, I was saying to you off air, wanted to speak about some sporting goats. Now, not necessarily just rugby league, but sports that we've watched growing up where there's just been a standout player or a few standout players. And let's just go through a few of them and talk about why they were goats for us. Did you want to start off, mate? Mate, my... All-time goat would be Steve War, cricket, and I remember growing up. My he was my dad's favorite sports person of all time. Yeah, and Steve War, he wasn't that. He didn't have that Shane Warne appeal to him, or that Ricky Ponting, or Michael Bevan. 
Uh, he was like a real level head, quiet sort of guy. So it wasn't until I actually got a little bit older that I started to respect him when he was still playing. Mm. I, you know, you could just see the way that he managed the team and the game and his mentality that was around getting a team up was just uh, incredible. So for me, he's my all-time favorite. And, and I got to meet him a few years ago, which was like just the best feeling. Awesome. Yeah, I love that. For me, cricket, it was Adam Gilchrist. Uh, yeah. He was my goat. I just – the way Gilly transformed the game, you know, wicket keepers back then, they 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 weren't really known as great batsmen. You know, they, they could they, get a few runs, great. That's right. Yeah. They did a job. Yeah. They did a job usually coming in at number seven. But the way he changed the game, even in one day, is and he used to open with Manny Hayden. And, mate, the way that Gilly could score, he was just so free about it. And – I mean, a bloody good wicketkeeper as well. So he's my goat when it comes to cricket. Of course, the late great Shane Shane Keith Warren, you can't go oh, past as well. I was about to say, how can uh, you mention him? Yeah, the spin king, mate. You know, he smoked, he drank, and he bowled a bit yes. of leg spin. Um, <laughs> absolute, absolute champion of the game. But yeah. I, I look at other sports as well. We look at basketball, and of course, you got Michael Jordan, and I think that's the uh, the the typical answer, but. I want to throw a different one out who I think has probably become the GOAT over time, and that's LeBron James. I've been yeah. incredible. Uh, it's been really good to watch LeBron's journey. I like a bit of basketball and, and watch it from time to time. And the, the way he's come through, everyone knew he was going to be a star. He was just so good at a young age. And I think it's been great to watch his transformation. And, you know, he's been to a few teams, but he just does a job at every team he's at. So, LeBron, for me, would be a basketball goat. Michael Jordan, the OG. Cricket now, though, uh, it's Nathan Lyon. Gary, love Gaz. Uh, yep. He's my goat in the modern era. I just love what he does. It, you know, he's got over almost 500 test wickets. Uh, he'd be the third highest Australian when it comes to test wickets under McGrath and Warren, which is just incredible stuff. But let's talk about rugby league, mate, and, and what we've come here for. Goats in rugby league. Phew, I mean, Joey Johns has always been a big favourite of mine. He'll always um, be mine, mate. I yeah, just just watching him much. and just studying his game when he played. So it wasn't just the highlight reel. I, I yeah. loved watching, I loved watching him live when not that it happened very often, but what he was doing in the back play that the cameras don't see. Just yeah. his coordination, telling the centers like Gidley, right, get ready for this. This is what I'm doing next. Ben Kennedy, get up here, get ready for this. Like he just didn't stop, uh, and you don't yeah. always see that on TV. So yeah, he he will always be my all time in rugby league. Yeah, for sure. I think there's a few for me. Definitely Joey Johns. If we look back further than Joey, uh, I think a few players for me. I, I want to go a forward because I obviously I was a forward myself. But Glenn <laughs> Lazarus, mate, the Brickle oh, guys, yeah. three grand the, finals, three oh, clubs, amazing. You know, Only do it. Yeah, incredible stuff and. The guy could play footy. I mean, he, he was built like a brick, you know what, but you, you couldn't stop him. I just thought he was such a goat for his time in the forward yeah. pack. You'll get the likes of him and Blocker Roach, those sort of boys that just dominated up front. Um, yeah, th there's been heaps in rugby league. I think we look at the modern era and, you know, probably not so much this year, but James Tedesco was heading that way uh, probably before this year. His trajectory was going up. He obviously dampened a little bit this year, but. I even look at someone like Luttrell. And when he came into the competition at the Roosters and the form he was in, one back-to-back -back comps, you know, all before he was 24 years of age, and just the way that he could change a game as well, I really found him as a bit of a, a, a goat, probably more an X-factor player if we go with that. But yeah. it, the, the way he was able to do it. But 
they're just some of them uh, at the moment. Mate, did you, uh, by any chance, watch any chick flicks this week or quiet one? No, no, no chick flicks. I, um, I'm back into the series Yellowstone. So that, oh, that's, that's very nice. Yeah. I watched that for a while, then I paused it. Now I've started from the start. So I'm into that. I did go to watch a movie late last night in bed. I went to watch it. It was a rom com. I can't remember what it was, but I was about I was about five minutes into it, mate. My head hit the pillow and I was gone. So <laughs> yeah, I was I was out cold. But I've been on um sorry, yeah. No, no, you go, you go. I've been on Only Murders in the Building. It's a series on uh, Disney Plus. It's really good. Yeah, it's right. got uh, Steve Martin in it and Martin Short as well. And oh, Martin Short. He's, yeah. he's a good actor. Yeah. He's good. Him and Steve Martin have been friends for a long time. And uh, it's it's a Jeez, real they must be They must be pushing they on. Are. They're in their 70s. And basically, it, Selena Gomez is in it too. And they, they make a podcast based on murders that have happened in their building and it's a bit of a comedy as well so it's really funny yeah, so nice. get a chance it yeah check it out yeah. it's on disney plus but yeah what were you saying nice. mate? I, I can't remember what i was saying but when you just said steve martin and martin short just remind me i read a thing al pacino 83 and just his mrs gave birth his 29 year old mrs gave birth yeah well father at 83 wow. i mean it's impressive like i'm yeah. Is it? <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's doing all right, but um Yeah, yeah. I bet you he's not sitting there on a Saturday night watching rom coms after the West Tigers lose. <laughs> well, no, we well, we we know what he was doing. He's just no, had a child. Was, so yeah. uh he's yeah, had he's, five pills, five blue now, pills. Al Pacino's been very, very busy. Um, I mean, when you when you got that sort of status you can be, can't you? I mean, not so much us, but yeah. you know, anyway, <laughs> we'll 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 move on from there. Mate, the next part we want to talk about, I mentioned it a little bit before with Latrell, but let's chat on X-Factor players. And I think the term is loosely used a lot these days rather than it used to be. You look at the players like, you know, Clint Gufferson for Parramatta who can change a game. But I want us to go back before the 2000s and let's look at players that would have been X-Factor players, but they weren't called X-Factor players. So one that I had, and, you know, it wasn't, I wouldn't say he's a he's an immortal or in that sort of status, but he could change a game, and that was the pearl, Steve Renouf. Just yep. the way that you could give yep. the ball to Steve and he could make something happen from nothing. He could just turn it on. He had, you know, he was so electric. He had the speed. He could just turn it on. I look at a lot of the Parramatta boys as well from the late 80s as well. Brett Kenny was a good one. Brett Kenny yeah. at 5'8", he could literally score a try from anywhere, could set up just such an X-factor player. But are there any that uh, stick out to you, mate? Well, I know we're going back before the before the 2000s, but if I can just sort of go five years into that, X-factor player I look at is Benji Marshall. And what oh, he did sure. uh, throughout his career, he definitely brought that. But going back to the 90s, the one that jumped out to me when you said, let's go back to the 90s and below was... Uh, great player, played the majority of his career at your club, but he played number 14 a lot for New South Wales oh, and he yeah. could change a game and that was Craig Wing. Craig Wing, absolutely. He was, he was, he was amazing. Yeah. Well, would have been a starting hooker at any other club. Yeah. You know, he just, he was so versatile as well, could play half as well, 5'8". Um, back he, in his early yeah, career, he, he could. Right. And, and not a bad looker either. Mind you. Yeah, yes, yes, yeah. no, definitely. He reminded me of a uh, a younger me, but you know, yeah, de- definitely, a, de- definitely a good, 
a good player, Wingy. Um, there's there's definitely been a few. I mean, that Broncos team of the early nineties had so many. You even look at the oh, Dell. I mean, I, the, I was about to say, Joe, the, the Dell. Dell. I remember yeah. I, I've heard it a few times Brad Fittler saying he was playing for maybe it was Penrith back then. Before yeah, it, was, it would have been. I'm not sure, but it, they were playing Brisbane and whoever was supposed to be playing for Brisbane. I can't remember the player's name now. But he was ruled out, and Fitler was like, "You beauty, Willie Carnes out, Willie Carnes out." How good oh was yeah, and his replacement was Wendell Saylor, who just <laughs> absolutely terrorised them. And Freddie was saying, like, ten minutes in, he was like, "I wish Willie Carnes was playing." Uh, mate, he was yeah. He was I, I remember great. watching Origin with him, the Big Dell, mm. and just the passion that he brought, and just he made. Remember, he and Dougal used to go at each other. Yeah, I yeah. I mean, Dougal, they they were some great challenges there. Well, but- he. He he probably started the the bigger side of wingers. You know, like now we see wingers who are who are built. You know, they're they're, yeah. they're all massive. They got massive legs. But back then they they were like wingers That's were right. known as as yeah. your scrawny your scrawny right. young kids. The shit but player that couldn't get in a start in the middle, you throw them. Yeah, yeah. exactly. But yeah. Dell was built, man. I mean, <laughs> the size of him. I mean, he and he could score yeah. from anywhere, and he had the speed for a big guy as well. So. Yeah, Dell definitely an X Factor player. Uh, it's interesting the term X Factor because we we saw a bit of debate with the uh, Clint Gutherson Parramatta saga earlier in the year, oh. where they talked about looking for an X Factor player. Um, and you know, it, it's it it's a term that I I don't really understand. I mean, I think it depends on the year, it depends on the season that your club's in. You look at the Bulldogs when they had Ben Barber, you know, he was an X Factor player in that yeah. one season, yeah. one season. Yeah. But then the next year, you know, he had too many off-field distractions and, and a lot of stuff go on. Jamie Soward, when the Dragons won in 2010, he was their X-Factor player. So it's very it's very seasonal. I think a player yeah. can be an X-Factor and Ponga. player. Yeah, Ponga's Ponga. A, Ponga another prime example there. Absolutely. Um, and, and, you know, when I say Benji, I say when Benji was an X-Factor, it was in 2005. It wasn't out his whole, his whole career. It was, as you say, his season. Yeah, yeah. Very seasonal, um, but yeah, I thought that was uh, that was good. Just chat on some little X factors. The trailers I mentioned before, big X factor. We we know he can turn a game. Uh, not much going on in South Sydney at the moment, but he can turn a game on its head. He has that ability to do that, and I think that's pretty much what describes an X factor player. But yeah, mate, let's uh, let's let's chat our favorite thing. A bit of the footy show again. I've uh, I've gone through some highlights watching the other day and I want to talk the later footy show. I want to talk about some hosts. Now, obviously our favorite hosts were uh, you know, Fatty Sturlo, the Chief and Matty. But do you remember when Michael Slater came on as host with Fatty? Oh, that's right. Slats. Yeah. Slats was host yeah, for a bit. He's he's not doing too well these days. No. Like he's not on he's not on uh, TV or anything anymore. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's right. He's a manly supporter. Yeah, he is, but he also he also had no idea what he was talking about as no, well because he was a cricketer, no. and it was hilarious to watch when he was hosting with Fatty and stuff would come up and Slats just was looking around. He had no idea what was going on, and I mean that was the the pre Aaron days, but yeah, that's I, right. I just yeah. I remember that. Yeah, yeah, Michael Slater and uh, the Fat they were co hosts, and obviously they had uh, the big man. He used to come on and um, he he would do a Small segment. Talk. Yeah, small that talk. Was the best. Oh, yeah, small talk was so good. Those yeah. kids are hilarious. No man. filter. But, you want the truth? You go to a kid. That's it. Always. <laughs> oh, don't we know that? But yeah. <laughs> another segment he did. It was a uh, what's the big man outraged about this week? And it was so funny because he'd come out with like 
you know, people are putting tomato sauce in the cupboard or something and, and the big mark was outraged because it needs to go in the fridge or yeah, whatnot. But yeah. I just love it because he looks so cuddly. And so when he gets outraged, you're not really scared. You're sort of laughing because yeah. the big mark doesn't look outraged at all. But, oh, mate, they were they were just some funny moments. I just was thinking back and looking. Because for me, that was the footy show that I more watched, obviously, being I was a bit older at that stage. And so I remember it well. And then, you know, obviously, Bo Ryan and the Bo No segment, mate. I mean, absolute classics. Oh, he went everywhere. Yeah, he went everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Bo Knows Denji was one of my favourites. Uh, yeah. Going yeah. into New Zealand there and speaking like a Kiwi. and oh, um, I love these. I think it was you that reminded me of it because I forgot about it. But when he would do the Susan Boyle <laughs> and the G-Train and the Sammy Boyle impersonations. <laughs> yeah. Sonny Bill TV. Hey, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he was G-train. so funny. G train, yeah. and then yeah, yeah he. Uh, Boyle. Yeah. I'm here to sing a song. Yeah, he was. Yeah, and then, he was, yeah, and then she was, a good person. She was married to Semi Semi Boyle. Semi Boyle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh you know me, Joey. I love a good uh, impersonation. <laughs> yes, mate. Yes, mate. You're you're very good at it, as uh, people would have heard, but yeah, mate. Oh, some of the Bono segments for me, I I used to watch them religiously. I. He's such a funny dude. He's yeah. such a what funny happened? guy. So, like, he, yeah. he he walked out of his last year at Channel 9. Yeah. Was like, so I, I watched him get interviewed, and he hated where the footy show was going. They yeah. were, like, tearing the whole thing apart. Aaron was copping a lot of blame. Yeah. And they said to him, look, don't worry, you're not on the footy show for the next year. Um, You're on Channel 9. We'll find something for you to do. And he was like, screw this. So then he's gone over to Channel 10. Yep. Had a big deal sitting there with them for five years, walked back into a meeting with Channel 9 and basically said, right, oh, look, I'm happy to leave. You want me to leave? You don't want me to do anything? Just pay me the final year and I'll go. And yeah. they said, oh, are you happy with that? And he's like, yeah, because he'd already signed a five-year thing over with here. 10, yeah. And and they paid him out the whole year. And now he's doing, what is it, like the Amazing Race? The Amazing or Race was the host yeah. of, yeah. And yeah, he's, well, yeah. he's on radio occasionally. Um, yeah. What was he on? I heard him on some station. It might have been SEN or something like that, but a lot of the footy players and, and that are all on SCN at the moment. So, but yeah, I mean, he was just, he was just classic, mate. I mean, and, and the songs he used to do, I don't know if you remember the songs, but he, uh, when he left the Tigers and went to the Sharks. That's he, right. Yeah, yeah. He did the parody yes. of We're Never Getting Back Together. Yes, um, that's right. With Benji, with, Benji was in Benji. the Tigers suit. Yeah. yeah Chris Eington yeah, yeah. was in it. And, um, yeah. Yeah. Timmy Moulton and all that. And then, that's yeah, right. he, he was at Cronulla and he had like the Shark. The shark um, on his, you know what? But yeah, it was. Yeah, he he was a classic Bowie, and I, I, I miss it, mate. We need to bring it back. I mean, that's what this show is now. You know, we'll call it a, we'll call it the the rugby league show instead of the footy show. Reminiscing, (laughs) yeah, reminiscing. But mate, you know, it's uh, it's been good to reminisce as always. I'm just gonna have another sip of my Coca Cola because it's great. How is your uh, no sugar Coke, mate? You know what? It's great, and uh, I won't get fat. You know, so I'm just nice. no sugar. Yeah, no sugar. Yeah. I mean, I, I probably I'm, don't really need it. I'm pretty energetic as it is. But how's that beer? Uh it's good, mate. Yeah, I've got a couple of mouthfuls to go, on and I'm Beautiful. done. So going down the hatchet one, very well. Only one I've had had for for the weekend. So for for about a week and a bit now. So I love it, mate. No, I love it. Nice. Well, that's about it for two blokes of beer and a podcast tonight. Cool, I just like to say thank you for tuning in. Uh, you can find us on Facebook, Two Blokes of Beer and a Podcast, or on Spotify under the Ruck Infringement Podcast. 
So check it out there. Like, follow, subscribe. You know what to do. We're also up on YouTube as well. So check that out. Uh, look, you know, Craig's going off to finish his beer. I'm going to probably go and have dinner and sort out the child. And then, yeah, have a good night. And remember, be good to your mum. Yeah.